heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Governor Ron DeSantis, Governor Gavin Newsom. Well, these two politicians could not be further apart in the political spectrum, but they actually are a very interesting representation of our nation. It is an interesting place to start for sure, my fellow Americans. Welcome in to the Voice of a Nation Roundtable. I love doing these because we'll get a just a great cross-section of, of thoughts, opinions, and voices today. I'll tell you who we'll have on in just a moment here, but this DeSantis-Newsom debate was something else, I have to tell you. I, I mean, if you watched it or not, and if you didn't watch it, just go watch some of the clips and the highlights and you'll be good to go and maybe read a commentary point or two. But it was really uh, something else because it showcased what many call the red and blue divide in our nation, but it's more profound than that, clearly. I mean, no matter what. Now, uh, Hannity, uh, Hannity, uh, Sean Hannity, I, listen, I, I don't watch the Hannity show. I, I don't follow him specifically. Um, I just don't. I don't follow most of these clowns, uh, frankly. But, you know, he did, I thought, a fairly decent job of trying to do this thing. I give him full credit for it. And he must have had some medication in advance because he didn't interrupt as much. He kind of stayed back, I thought, and let them go at it. And boy, did they go at it. What this should have shown to folks is the the disparity in these two belief systems. Ideology played a big part of this uh, debate for sure. Um, DeSantis accused Newsom of running a shadow campaign and that he was literally running for president. He avoided answering so many of the questions and avoided and just outright wouldn't acknowledge any of the graphs that were put up uh, from Hannity. And uh, so it was a juxtaposition of two worldviews, if you will. DeSantis ran on his record and he continued to come back with all of these things, everything from crime to homelessness to the economy, the, to the decimation of their states or not. Uh, so it was quite a program. Let's start there right now. And let me introduce you to the uh, the group we'll have on here for the roundtable today. Dr. Steve Latula will be here. He's a physician board certified in family medicine, a retired United States Air Force officer. He's an ordained minister as well and host of Unity Without Compromise here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Other than that, uh, Steve has nothing else going on in his life. Uh, Colonel Mike is here. He's uh, been a, uh, well, a former liaison and contractor in Southeast Asia. He is what I call a troublemaker. That's why we love Mike. Uh, and uh, he is the co-host of the National Security Hour on America Out Loud. He has surely traveled the world and has a good perspective of, uh, of uh, uh, geopolitics, uh, really. And uh, his topic will be the House of Misrepresentations. Uh, we'll touch into the uh, House of Representatives and, and dive into some things there. Of course, we've got a new speaker there and all that. 
Dr. Stephanie Coxon rounds out the roundtable today. She's co-host of Two Women Inspiring Real Life, which is just a fantastic conversation and show on the weekends on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, doing terrific. She's a natural health professional and manages a holistic uh, medical practice, uh, but well-versed up in PA. I always love to say Pennsylvania. It's a good perspective of the uh, political field. And she has an interesting topic as well about the contamination of our food systems. And I want to learn something from her in this. She had uh, a very interesting guest on uh, coming up this weekend. So anyways, let's buckle up, friends, and let's start off here with this DeSantis-Newsom debate. Uh, Dr. Steve Latulip here. Uh, join me on the broadcast now. And uh, okay, so Steve, I listen, I my wife and I watch the full debate and full disclosure. I don't normally watch that broadcast at over the Hannity, not to not trying to discourage uh, people that like him or not. That's not the point here. But I thought the it was very entertaining for sure. It showed how screwed up our political system is in our country for sure. It shows the divide in our thinking. But what was Gavin Newsom thinking is what I ask you first and foremost. What was he thinking going into the lion's den with, I mean, was he prepared for this kind of thing? And did he, do you think he really thought his record might might stand up somehow or, or was he on some medication? No, I don't think Gavin Newsom had that kind of agenda. I don't think he has any hopes of winning anything. My first question that I actually asked myself, Malcolm, is why did Sean Hannity want to host this thing in the first place? What was the reason for this thing? Because, you know, anybody that would hear these two people speaking, saying, well, okay, I'm going to debate. I mean, these are two people who are really not in the game. In fact, Gavin Newsom uh, actually uh, stated that. He says neither of us are going to be in the nominee for a party in 2024. So then what's the sense of this? And Sean Hannity actually kind of spelled it out when he said, look, nobody really gives a hoot about the primaries. Uh, we know the issues. We know the fight. Uh, and, and even through this entire debate, which uh, went on for some 90 minutes, it was, you know, it, what did they accomplish? What did what new information did we glean from this uh, that would change our minds about anything? It, it was truly, in my opinion, a waste of time. I mean, I suppose that uh, DeSantis brought us some issues, uh, but there was nothing new. And Gavin Newsom, he's not trying to do anything uh, for himself. He's just saying, look, I'm not going to be a candidate uh for presidency this term around. And of course, that's been debated. And he could still be lying because we know that the Democrats oh, God, lie. Yeah. Yeah. They lie to our face. Right. So why this debate in the first place? And I got to thinking about it. Well, the real issue, in my opinion, is that um, the Democrat Party, for one, is deathly afraid of Trump because they know that if Trump gets elected and you know, if we possibly took the Senate and the House, I mean, it is over for the deep state. They are finished. They are wiped off the map. Uh, I think that we would uh, see a smearing of them and, and they might not ever rise to power. And that and so there's a lot that they have at stake here. And so they want to destroy um, their opposition. And how do you do that? Well, if you're a Democrat, you certainly um, you want to do everything you can to take down the real opposition to Joe Biden. And of course, Joe Biden and all of his miscreants are doing that right now with Trump. But I think this was just another 
nice, convenient step to mm-hmm. make elevate DeSantis for the sake of saying, hey, this guy might be a great option as opposed right. to Trump. Uh, although I know that DeSantis is trying to salvage his uh, ever uh, despairing campaign. Now, well, let me ask it, you this. Uh, all right. So what about the fact, here's a simple question. Did this debate in your mind, when you talk about a red America and a blue America, Stephen, what those visions are basically, okay? We're talking about ideology here. They're going to areas like homelessness and crime. They're going to areas of the economy, prices of gas, they get into a lot of these things that were that people real life real life issues, and the the differences between those two camps could not be greater. Did it not showcase the a red America and a blue America? We're talking about the policies, the ideology of those policies. Yes, it de- clearly did showcase the ideologies of one saying, "Look, we care for the people. We want to protect our children. We want." A righteous America. You know, we want America that plays by the rules, that um, honors the Constitution, that defends uh, those that cannot defend themselves and so forth. And we want to be respectable. On the other hand, uh, Newsom showed just the opposite. He mocked everything that DeSantis uh, held dear. And, uh, of course, when DeSantis uh, exposed what California has become, I mean, Newsom just laughed. He, he, well, he was sarcastic. He, yeah, the grin on his face never laughed. He looked like the oh, Joker absolutely. of the Batman movie, you know? Yeah, I mean, he, was, he was diabolical. He was yeah, just evil. Totally. You know? Well, let me ask you then, if you're, if you're an average American watching this thing that uh, maybe whether you're less informed or not, and you see this blue and red ideology, what's the belief system you come away with, Steve? Um, well, I guess you realize there's no middle ground. And I think you just got to decide as an individual who you are and who, who do, what do we want America to be? Because that's what it all comes down to. Do we want, and here's the big question. Do we want uh, America to mimic California? I mean, look at the people that are moving out of there, that, that place, I mean, who would go to San Francisco right now? You, yeah. you, the only ones who, who would come are the criminal communists, and then they'll clean up the town for them, you yeah, know. But yeah, otherwise, yeah. it's like walk in the mire of human filth. And, yeah, and he showed that. To. He showed the map of DC's all in San Francisco. Oh, it was all, he all showed, brown. Yeah, it, was it really was. Yeah. All right. So this red and blue America that we're talking about here. Let me get Colonel Mike into the flow here of conversation here and. Uh, Colonel Mike, in regards to the debate itself with a red America and a blue America, the differences in those policies were were blatant to me in your face. If you're an American watching this debate, and there are well, like the Robert Frost poem, there there are two for there's a fork in the road. There's one America that goes to the left, one America that goes to the right, and this conversation or debate probably showcased that very well. Uh, do you think that helped Americans understand at all the the moment we're in? Uh, Yogi Berra said, if you come to a fork in the road, you pick it up and eat with it. But uh, that's <laughs> just an old cliche. <laughs> I'll tell you what, what I saw in that debate, and I just saw the clips, Malcolm. Yeah. Um, yes, Gavin Newsom was sarcastic, but he come across very good. He's he's like the the old used car salesman. You know what I mean? And uh, he can sell you anything. He's got a great smile. The hair is perfect. One thing about Democrats and and lefty Democrats is they know how to stay on message 
and they have people that groom them. Now, Ron DeSantis is not a seasoned guy. You know, people, the people around him have to do a better job. He's an honest guy. You know, he's telling you where it's at. But how do you defend San Fran feces? How do you defend that, Gavin Newsom? There's no defense for that. Which is why he ignored it. He didn't answer it back. Yeah. There's no defense. So he just things rolled over. But remember, he's one of the best liars they have, young, articulate. So here's here's how I look at it. When you say red and blue, like Dr. Steve just said, we are not in the H.W. or even W. or even Clinton era. We're way beyond that now. What we have is people who really want to have America back the way we remember it, which is really hard. Okay, and then we have. We have the German Stasi and the communist on the left. There's very few classic liberals. Okay. And what we have now is a generation. Now, remember, I'm an old dude, right? Okay. I've been around a long time. We have a generation now that believes abortion's great. We have older generations that believe, you know, as, as many abortions as you need. And on the right, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be honest on this show, and I want to say to everybody who's going to listen to the show on AmericaOutloud.news, okay, you're not going to win on abortion. No more. I'm more pro-life than the Pope, okay? But you're not going to win. That's not the meat and potatoes here. Mm-hmm. What it is is it's the gasoline prices. It's a guy with dementia in the White House. It's China stepping all over us. And I want to ask the audience Did anybody, did Sean even think about saying, why did we have a Marine outside that house when him and G walked in and that Marine was holding a communist flag, not a U.S. flag? So did we surrender already, America? Did we surrender already? Because that really burnt my ass, I'll tell you that. Okay, so we have the lefties who are true communists. They want to go on with the Barack Obama regime. Okay, with the shadow government. And again, Steve, I I wish it's true, but you're saying we could maybe chase the deep state. Let me tell you, what they're doing to Trump is going to be impossible. I hope to God he can run. But you know what? If you don't have Trump, who who are you going to have? You're going to have to back one of these guys. Okay, Mm -hmm. and the deep state's not going to go anywhere. We're not going to get rid of them. They'll be there even if they allow us to win this time. Okay. don't come out and say, here's what we're going to do. Just say Mm -hmm. we're going to win and then we'll figure it out. What you have to do is after you get in, then you figure it out. But you can't give them any more tips about what your plans are. Well, to your point now, Mike, hold on now to your point. uh, That's a that's a calculus that Trump would not follow. He gives too much away. I mean, back to your point. Yeah. That's Captain Plummer. He's a plumber. He's a leaker. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing, I'll be honest with both of you and everybody on the panel, he has to dump all the ass swipes around him, the formers and the presidents. Trump is very bad. He might have did good on NBC when he had the show. You're fired. But he doesn't know how to fire people around him. And Ron maybe needs a little bit of help, too. Look, he's a great governor. He's doing a great job. You know, everybody has their, their good and bad. But, I mean, DeSantis won it on the fact that he was honest and saying what he was. Right. You know, Newsom's a liar. Uh, And at best, at best, he may run the next election cycle. Right. That's That's right. That's right. All right. Let me get over to uh, Dr. Stephanie Cochin. Colonel Mike, your analysis uh, was uh, pretty amazing uh, on all levels uh, there. It gives people something to think about, really. I appreciate it. Uh, Okay. Dr. Stephanie Cochin, now, um, what do you glean from all of this conversation thus far? I guess best way I'd put it, uh, Stefan, what you've seen already 
of this debate, which I, was interesting for sure. Um, what's your what's your reaction? Um, I think we have a uniparty and that's the biggest issue that we have going here. So, you know, we can sit here and debate, but the problem is as soon as these guys are put into office, they're all voting for the same thing wherever you fall. And so while this definitely highlights the blue versus the red and what it stands for, a lot of the red is is standing with the blue regardless, which is why I fall back on Trump, because he was the one guy who did not do that. I feel like he's the only sure thing that we know is not going to be that person. And so when I when I look at everything, you know, I don't know. I think the question to America is, do you want to survive in America? If you want to survive in America, you need to follow the the people who are patriots. You need to follow the proven roads. And right now, the only proven road we have is is Trump. So regardless of what DeSantis is saying, regardless of of Newsom, you know, I just I don't see these guys really doing much right now. It's now, not let me ask you this time. with Trump, with Trump. Uh, I'm seeing lately um, and I'm hearing reports of this and I'm actually seeing some of it and uh, where some uh, to the left of center, Democrats are, they see how screwed up things are. They see how failed the policies are and they see how, you know, Biden is just not worth the conversation. Uh, the problems there are, are many to be sure. And some of them, it is stated, are starting to come over and actually see Trump as, wow. In other words, they're taking a second look almost. And I'm seeing some of that. And I'm wondering how that's factored into his polls and his rise rate now of things. What do you think about that, Steph? Um, I think that's definitely. I mean, when you're watching as he's going through different areas, he is pulling the black vote. He's pulling the Hispanic vote. He's, you know, he he has he has the group that he needs. I think what we have to worry about is the election election fraud stuff that we have seen across the country. Um, but I, you know, when you look at how far he's leading the polls, I think it says something. And quite frankly, right now, we're looking at a 50% increase in our beef prices starting in January. You know, people are going to be struggling to eat because of the current, currently what's going on. And then what do we do? We expand California into all of the U.S. So we're going to have BCs going through this whole, you know, in the whole U.S. if we don't get these Democrats out of office and some of these Republicans, to be quite frank. Yeah, yeah, you're perfectly said. Yeah. And that was highlighted actually uh, last night a bit uh, in, in regards to uh, the, um, uh, the the divide of the country and where we find ourselves right now. This red America and blue America was the big folks was state versus state. In other words, here, I have to tell you, the opening bell on this first topic was uh, surpassed my expectations. I don't know about you, friends out there, but absolutely brilliant uh, here, all three. And with the level of uh, uh, thoughts uh, that they brought into it um, is interesting. You know, a lot of these things highlight the fact of why Trump is such an impact. He is uh, a game changer, I guess, best way. He's a canoe rocker, number one. And I understand that because that's who I am. I'm a canoe rocker myself. But it's a deal. He's a, a, a deal maker. And it's a, he's a game changer. Now, the questions people ask is and that we could all probably opine on is, has he learned lessons from the first go around? Would he do things differently? Back to Colonel Mike's point of not having the same cast of uh, jackasses around him. Um, that's really a problem that has transpired before. You can't put Christopher Ray, people of that magnitude in charge of the FBI or James Comey. So you have to learn lessons from this. And of course, the deep state, the establishment is pretty, pretty entrenched is correct. 
the bureaucratic state is what I call them, the bureaucratic state. And they are running the show, actually. It's not the president and Congress who's running the show. It's the bureaucratic state, which basically puts their thumbs up and noses up and tells the president and Congress to go to hell. And they do what they want to do. And that's exactly what's taking place, friends. That's why this is a runaway train at this point. Anyways, having said all of that, well, let me, again, before we get into the next topic as well, let me just tell you here, that we have some big changes coming up on uh, on America Out Loud for sure. And I want to highlight to real briefly right now to you to know what they are. Uh, they have to, on December 23rd, on midnight that day, uh, the website, AmericaOutloud.news, will go dark at that point. There'll be a, a face page up with various links and things on it. Um, talk radio will still be totally in play. But the actual website will be uh, off the grid for a little bit there. Uh, and uh, we will relaunch the new AmericaOutloud.news. And I hope you'll join us with a, with a champagne toast, please, on January 1st, 2024, uh, at noontime. It will be live again, and it will be a totally different experience uh, as we raise the bar once again, uh, and looking forward to this, like I can't even tell you how much it's going to be really cool. So that's what's happening. Now, in the meantime, while that's happening, uh, the weekend of Christmas, the 23rd, 24th, 25th, we will be playing Christmas classics, which has become a tradition of ours, actually. We've been doing that for many, many years now, uh, since our uh, onset and origin seven and a half years ago. And people love it. And believe it or not, the analytics show that as many people tune in to hear these uh, Christmas classics as do our tremendous programming, which shocked me when we started running them. But they do. So I, I take it pretty serious, as people do. And the Christmas classics, it's hard to get those classics out there, out there actually. But you'll hear them uh, for those three days on the weekend of Christmas as we all enjoy uh, the birth of Jesus Christ and the celebration of uh, of Christ Christianity and uh, and our freedom here, uh, so that'll happen then, and then we'll run best of between Christmas and New Year's. We'll run best of, and then our talk radio. Uh, we that's we we never we've never done that by the way. That's the first time ever. But it, with all the changes happening, and many of our hosts wanted the respite uh, time for respite and opportunity to recharge. That was the time to do it. And uh, so we'll let them enjoy their families and loved ones as you do yours. And we will run best of that week. And uh, then we'll launch. With, uh, there will be some changes in the talk radio schedule and some other things happening. But we're truly excited to relaunch all of this with you. And I love this time of year because, as I say to you often, we get ready for a whole new year. And I love the fact that we get a chance to do it all over again. And hopefully this time we get it right. God willing, huh? We get it right. At least I'm an optimist, friends. You'll have to give me that much. Uh, so stay right there. More Voice of a Nation Roundtable in just a moment. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Libertyatamericaoutloud.com. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally.
Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome back to the broadcast. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here. Yours truly and always a privilege to be with you, my fellow Americans. Thank you for joining us on the mission here. It's always a mission here on the Voice of a Nation on America Out Loud Talk Radio. And a privilege to have you with us. I love these segments today, the Voice of a Nation Roundtable, and I love being able to experience this with some of the fabulous talent at America Out Loud. There's nothing more joyous to me than to do this. And uh, so we're going to move it along right now quickly to the House of Misrepresentations. And uh, so and Colonel Mike is going to lead the, the point on this one. He'll take the opening sequence on this and bring you up to date. Now, just a couple of quick things I'll mention, Colonel Mike, and I'll let you take it. And let's give Americans a sense and a feel of when you talk about the House of Misrepresentations, what we what we really mean. I mean, we know what happened to McCarthy. We know we have Speaker Mike Johnson in there right now. He's still a rookie. He's still naive. He's still getting, you know, his feet dirty there. And will he survive the test of time? We, we shall see. I don't know what you think about that. And then we also see the expulsion of uh, George Santos. And I'd love you to opine on those things as well. Was that a good thing or a bad thing? And what about the 118th Congress? Uh, some people are saying they're pretty screwed up, Mike, and they did not accomplish what they need to. Um, so you take it from there and tell us what's going on there. Well, thank you, Malcolm, for coming back. And just like the lady said, previous segment there um, about the unit party, and that's what it's all about. We we vote for these people and we think that we're voting for a Republican, a conservative, a liberal, whatever. And and in essence, you know, I I was up on the hill in the 90s many times uh, because of my position out in Southeast Asia. And I can tell you, no matter what, when when they get in there, it's this is not you know going after the fact the Pfizer vax, but they get inoculated. Once they're in there, they figure out how they're going to get vetted. I got to be here 12, 13 years. I get the golden parachutes and all this and I get to be a lobbyist. When you when you vote for these people, you think you have a represent rent representative, but in essence, you're getting a misrepresentation. It's like taxation without representation. You know, you get this guy and he gets there, and the first words out of his mouth, conservative. Well, you know, I don't I don't know if I could do that because they're watching us. You know, the Democrats watch closely. Democrats come out with tomahawks, hatchets, air hammers, jackhammers. They do they they wreck the whole house. They get what they look. I mean, just right now. Uh, when was the last time you heard from a, a guy named Comer? What about the laptop? What about Maui? For instance, Johnson, you talk about Johnson. We said this in in our uh, segment on America Out Loud. The first thing this guy does as the new speaker is $14.5 billion to Israel. Now, let me just be straight. We're not anti-Semitic. We're not hate. We're not Jew haters. OK, but I think my country that I pay my taxes, I should have to say, Let's hope let's close the border. Let's put the money down there. We could figure out something else later. But what do they do? The first thing they do is they talk about where we're going to go send the money, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's Israel. But what about Maui? 
What about the southern border? That's what I'm talking about, misrepresentation. So we vote for them. We think they're going to do something. We hope they're going to do something. And the first thing is they cross the aisle. Yeah, we reached across the aisle. Okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? Okay, it means that we're screwed. That's what it means. This guy comes in, you know, listen, when these guys come in and they throw the Bible up in the open, I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, slow down. There's nobody. I love God. I'm a God lover. But when you start waving that Bible, I think twice. I look behind me. I look on the left. I look on the right because the long knives come out. These are phonies. These are fakes. You don't have to do that. Just say, hey, look, I swore on the Bible. I'm the new speaker. America first. And I'm going to say this a hundred times on America Out Loud. America first and always. Everybody else comes second. Yeah, Colonel Mike, and I think our listeners would agree with what you say there. I mean, we we do. I mean, our folks here, they love America. And you're right. They bleed red, white and blue. Um, your point to the uh, to the House is is uh, duly noted uh, and the dysfunction in there and what's happening. Mike, do you think this becomes it's a self-surviving mechanism for most of these people? My guess is this. Listen, listen to this now for a moment. I, my guess is this. I mean, you have to be pretty brazen and be on a real extra dose of testosterone or uh, or something to be able to go in there uh, like a Trump did. Usually, I think people are, uh, they're intimidated with the establishment and the protocol. And they think it's overwhelming and they're afraid to, uh, uh, to, to tackle it. Trump was one of the only few people we've seen to really put his thumb up and tell him to go to hell and sit down, which really ripped them up. He t- tore them a new one. Um, what do you think about that? Well, you know, I always tell people, if you're going to vote for a candidate, you, you the, the, the most important question you should ask is who are you going to surround yourself with? Who's going to be your chief of staff? Who's going to be your your uh, legal, uh, your liaison for uh, legal affairs? You have to ask who, because here's what we're doing. We're voting for somebody and then they surround themselves with crap. You know, you go in the office and they're like, well, uh, are you a constituent or, de- 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 you know, they, they surround themselves with people that are you worried Trump will do that again, Mike? I got to ask you, are you worried he will uh, do I'll that again? Or do you, you think he learned his lesson? I think he might've learned his lesson, but I'm going to tell you something. Bigger guys than me okay. have sent messages, colonels, generals, and so on, and sent messages that you're going to have to bring in Joe the plumber and Carly the carpenter. We need Americans inside civil government. We don't need any more lifers. We don't need them anymore, Malcolm. Right, Look what right. they're doing to this country. What's 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 happened to this country? It's all the civil servants. They don't leave. They stay there forever. You know, when this, when Pompeo went in there, you know what they did to him? They said, hey, you got four years. Do your job and get the hell out of here. We're going to be here forever. Well, you're, you're metaphorically using the carpenter of the plumber was very good. We, we couldn't bring on Joe the plumber, though. He died, by the way, yes. in uh, August of 23. But metaphorically, I think is what you're saying. I just want to put yes. that out there. Uh, that yeah, I- we need to have we need to have American citizens who love yeah. the country, who love Trump. He has to give the jobs and you can get rid of these people. You yeah. don't need these. These people are in there 30 years. And we're, by well, the way, I do I believe we need, I, I do believe, I, I, I'm a supporter of uh, term limits and I'm, for, but I believe that should be, for, you know, uh, I'm going to tell you something, Mike, this is my, I don't hear this coming from anybody, but my belief system real brief is this. When I say term limits right now, they have it just for the presidency. 
Uh, I believe mm -hmm. when I say everybody, listen to what I'm saying. You bet. Congress, Senate. But I also think the upper echelon of all the bureaucratic state, if you're in a VP position or up, I, in my world, you would only be able to hold those positions for so long. What I'd like to see is the tide sweep out. The entire bureaucratic state can only be there so long. You're you're mandated to move on and get out of that position. You can only hold it for so long. What do you say to that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, listen, I'm going to be straight up with you. I have a friend of mine. He's a congressman, a very liberal guy. I mean, I don't agree with him on anything politically, but he had the nerve to say to me the other day, you know, Mike, I believe it's time for term limits. And I almost crapped in my yeah, pants. Yeah, I said, yeah. did you just say that? Hey, I mean, it, when a liberal lefty yeah. can tell you it's time for term limits, you know it is. Yeah. Okay. Let me get over now to Dr. Steve Latulip and uh, add to this uh, uh, dysfunctional house and what we're dealing with, Steve. Yeah, I think I'm listening to all this with some fascination. I mean, we, we need to have the gra grassroots people involved. I so agree. But let's remember that AOC was a bartender. <laughs> and so uh, we got to be sure that these people do love their country, that they are committed to not uh, self-gratification. Because, you know, I, I, I often ask myself, we get so many, of course, of course, all the Democrats, yeah, they're all lost causes, right? They're, I mean, we'll, we call them communists and we're not exaggerating. But if you go to the right side, you got these Republicans and how many of them actually take a stand for anything? I mean, we're, we're talking a handful of people that actually make any kind of difference. And why is it that so many on the right are straddling the fence or being silent and just not questioning anything, not pursuing anything as far as really meeting out justice where it is due? They, and I say, well, how do we how do we root these people out? How do we evaluate them? And I thought, you, you know, this might be a good idea. Let's just look at their income and see how drastically it changes. And anyone that has a sudden sure. shift, yeah. meaning a rise in their income, let's ask, how did Which it Which is happen? about all of them, uh, Steve. It's exactly about right. And, but we have to sure. ask, how did it happen? Right. Because what are they doing? Who, yeah. who are they? Well, they're not doing it for country. They're doing it for money, Steve. Period. Exactly right. And that yeah. should, in itself, yeah. trigger. Yeah. something to get them out of the system it's a sad, you know ready. it's a really sad state of affairs when people say they're going to honor our country and serve as the framers design steve and you know to be a civil servant so you go there you serve you leave what have you the problem now is they leave in a wheelchair and an oxygen tank i mean they just like the robert bird remember him when he came out they could they can't even speak oh absolutely I mean, look at our yeah. president now i mean come on you know Right. Term limits. I agree. Term limits. Uh, but I think for everybody, not just Congress, the, I'm to the entire bureaucratic state. If you have a position of VP and up, Steve, I, that's the only way we're going to sweep that bureaucratic state out of there is to mandate limits for every person. Don't you think so? And we might have to go beyond that and go into the fourth branch of government, those unelected officials who are high up there, who are placed in these positions, they tend to stay too for an awful long yeah, time yeah. and they become quickly corrupted and self-serving too. So yeah, sure, I'm in, sure. I, I thought I you were going to say the custodian group or something. I wasn't sure where you were going with that, but let me get over <laughs> to Dr. Stephanie Cox in here a moment here. Steph, I want to ask you right now, what, how do you feel uh, as the, the job that uh, Speaker Mike Johnson is doing thus far for real? I mean, again, as Colonel Mike said, it's a little intimidating potentially we wish it wasn't when they get in there and, and the the deep state monster is coming after you and there's a certain protocol the way they do things uh i think he's it's a little slippery slope he's on right now what do you think 
I, you know, I think we've got to give him more time. I, I think it's too new. Um, I have high hopes, but yeah, I think, I think what you're saying is absolutely correct. And I, I just think we have to kind of see where he goes. And it's like, it's like Mike said that these guys are kind of inoculated in there and let's just hope that he, um, does not take the shot, so to speak, and is, is able to withstand and, and stay true to what we believe his values are. Cause he is a more of a freedom guy. Um, you know, we, if we look at his, his past record, so let's hope that he can stay with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he is. In, in fact, uh, George, I want to touch real briefly on George Santos. Uh, was that the right decision for him to get expelled from Congress today, Steph? Oh boy. I, you know, I, <laughs> I hate having to really make judgments on people because I have seen them go after people that's completely false or, you know, they make up stuff and whatnot. So if what they are saying is true, I, w- I would probably say yes. Do I believe any of the stuff in the media? No. And so unless I know firsthand what has actually happened, I am so hesitant to make a judgment. I hate to say that, but that's just where I'm at in life because people are crazy. If they don't like you, they're going to make up stuff and they are going to get you out. I have no idea if that happened to this person or not. So while, you know, I would say if everything as stands um, is true, I'm happy to see him go. If if it's not, then, you know, he's another casualty in this media propaganda political mess. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I want to, in this particular segment, before we move to the next one, which I'm really looking forward to here, and uh, I want to get to Colonel Mike, I want to give you the last word in this segment, but here's how I want to do it here. Uh, I want to read you something that came from a show notes of an, of the notes you wrote on this uh, House of Misrepresentations. And it, it just really uh, struck me as being a sister. And just give me a 60-second a, a opine on this, please. Uh, you see here, you start off with billions flow to Israel while American borders and citizens remain undefended, which you said already. It's perfectly said. The dismantling of Texan defenses and the unabashed support for foreign interest over domestic safety reveal a grim picture of current priorities. But here's the crux, what you say that really uh, gets my attention. In summary, Americans are now on their own. Their own yes. survival and the republic are no longer a concern of the governing elite. Indeed, that elite intends to kill the United States and all Americans, not part of its traitorous clique. It is past time for Americans to follow that timeless advice, and I quote, fear God and take your own part. Speak about that, please. Well, it's true. I mean, who's coming to who's coming to help us? Who's coming to defend us? You know, we have a republic if we could hold it. And it's time now to call these people out. They're not in they're into helping everybody. Look, just the the meeting with the Chinese uh, guy who came into San Francisco, who was there? Every corporate elite. They don't care about us. None of these people do. They make believe they represent us. This is just a fantasy. This is the farthest thing from what our republic should be. And we're on our own. And let me tell you, when a guy like Ray comes out and says white Christians are the problem, are you kidding me? What is that? Tell me what that means. Please explain to me. Give me the definition. Ray, I want to know. I know what that means. If you guys don't follow the line and toe the line, we're going to all round you up. And that's what it means. Listen, they've used this playbook in other countries. And you really got to pray to God now 
and get guidance on where this country is going to go. And I want to say one more thing about the abortion. You're not going to win on the issue. That's between you and God. Bring it back to the state's rights. Go to states' rights. Well, it is the states', states rights now. Out. The con- uh, the Supreme Court already ruled on that. You know that. Right. So, yeah. And right. that's why they're having a heart attack and trying to do more. But the Republicans don't know how to let that bone go, is what your point is, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and they will continue to lose elections, to your point. And you make your point very, very well. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Colonel Mike. All right, friends. Uh, let me now uh, just uh, fill you in on, uh, oh, AmericaOutloud.shop. Uh, you know, we're coming into a new season of all kinds of challenges. People are a little worried about this uh, China thing going on. Uh, all the emergency rooms, hospitals are filling up, this kind of thing. You know, we just don't trust the the uh, China viruses. I did a show with uh, Dr. McCullough just the other day that uh, actually just went uh, to podcast uh, today, in fact. Uh, and it is Chinese pneumonia revealed. Uh, it's a Q&A we do. And it's on Pulse, America Out Loud Pulse. It's interesting. A lot of our people are starting to talk about this. Again, we don't want a deja vu, but people do feel something else. A lot of people think another shoe is going to drop in our country before the next election. Uh, you know, it's it's a conversation that's been had enough. People believe something will happen for them to, uh, uh, you know, sort of um, distract, distract from the election and what's really going on. So, you know, there's a lot of schools of thought out there, to be sure, here. Uh, AmericaOutloud.shop. We have all the tools you need there to stay healthy. If you're struggling with long COVID, that's a real problem for millions and millions of Americans and people around the world. Struggling from vaccine injuries? We see all your correspondence coming in here, your emails to the Q&As and all that we do. It's huge. Uh, so there are some interesting things. You'll see the ultimate spike detox from the wellness company uh, with the nat- natokinase, the bromelain, and the turmeric extract. Uh, it has been proven now to be very successful at treating this. And you'll get 25% off with the code out loud. But there's another thing I want to point to you, uh, uh, make a point with, with the wellness company. They have a lot of people email in and they ask about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. A lot of the pharmacies still won't fill those things. And many of the doctors won't give you a prescription, of it, which is pretty crazy. Uh, there's a, a a kit now, a medical kit. You'll see the, if you go to AmericaOutloud.shop, you'll see the little uh, banner ad for it. And it's phenomenal. You get the ivermectin, the hydroxychloroquine, the generic Z-pack, uh, the budesonide, the nebulizer. And you get a guidebook for all the emergency. And this is kind of a good uh, uh, emergency kit, I guess, best way to put it. COVID emergency kit or whatever virus emergency kit. So take a look at that as well. Cofix Rx. Use the code out loud on any of these. So you, you'll get to 25% off of the uh, wellness company and with Cofix as well. Uh, the product is amazing. The nasal hygiene, and they have a throat spray now as well, by the way. Uh, so take a look at all the products here. Do your own research. Don't take anybody's word for it. Always research, read the studies, know what you're putting into your body. Don't listen to anybody otherwise. But these are ideas for you to consider. It's all I'm suggesting. Uh, take a look and see if those help you out. We'll take a quick pause and we'll join you on the other side here. We're going to talk next about our foods uh, being contaminated. And our health is at risk. And this is a topic that I get pretty uh, uh, interested about here. Stay right there. More Voice of a Nation. Just a moment here. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. 
Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. We join you back here on the Voice of a Nation. It is uh, Malcolm Out Loud here. We have here today uh, Dr. Stephanie Coxon joins us on the Voice of a Nation roundtable. Uh, Colonel Mike is here. Uh, Dr. Steve Latulip is here. And uh, we're talking about all the different hot topics of the day here. We're going to change up now and talk about, um, well, let me just set the tone for what this is. And actually, uh, Dr. Stephanie Coxon and uh, Kathy Anderson Martin co-host uh, this ph- phenomenal show on the weekends. And uh, it plays actually before Viewpoint. It plays at 9 a.m. in the mornings. And it's two women inspiring real life is the title of the show. Well, they take on all the topics. This week they have uh, Zen Honeycutt, uh, the uh, Moms Across America. And it's all about the contamination of foods and uh, the risk involved. Uh, all right, Dr. Stephanie Coxon, this is a topic I'm always intrigued by. I do not profess to be any expert in this field, but, you know, we have a lot of naturopathic doctors on the platform, a lot of medical doctors, a lot of nurses, a lot of stuff in the health field. Um, but this, I do think you mentioned, okay, I just, let me start in the crux of the gutter here with you, because you have a point in your copy here where you say, uh, you talked about the 20 different fast food establishments uh, to the lab that she breaks out the most uh, uh, problems that are contamination she talks about, shockingly pointing out that Panera may not be what people expect. And you got my attention there. I used to do Panera, but I, I don't know. I find it a little sloppy in there lately. I don't get in there anymore. I just something. I don't know what it was that turned me off. Something did. But you point them out in your copy. What the hell's going on in Panera? May I, may I ask you, please? Well, let me first say that you once you get a mom involved, you are screwed. And I think once this mom (laughs) caught on that these chemicals being used in our food supplies were causing her children to be ill, they really opened up, you know, a, a giant can of worms. And so this lady has come out and she is going after the food industry. She is is gonna change the way that labeling is done and everything else. And it's shocking what she finds. And she actually does test the food, not only fast food, but she tests your kids' lunch food as well. And there's some serious issues that are happening. And you're right. You know, we think of Panera, at least I thought of Panera. Now, I, let me be clear. I quit Panera during COVID because they would not let me walk in there un- unmasked. So I was just done. I don't need your food. And I'm so happy that I did. Because they were actually, are you my twin by chance? Are you, you, we're related, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like there, there is no, no one needs, you know, I do not need to give my money that badly to any establishment that takes away my freedoms. 
But um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to tell you real quickly, Steph. I was going out for dinner one night on a Friday night with my two teens who really, they, you know, teenagers, they put their eyes, they do an eye roll when you do stupid shit, you know. And we had a reservation at a really nice place. We walk in and they want you to wear the mask to walk to the table. I said, I'm not doing that deal. Well, sir, but that's our rules and policies. I said, well, let me tell you my policies as the customer. I'm not doing it. I'm not putting your face rag on to walk to the table and take the freaking thing off. I'm not doing it. She said, well, That's sir, you'll right. have to leave. I said, well, I'll leave and I won't come back to your silly establishment. Do you know that night we went to four other places and they gave me the same thing? I went to five restaurants before I found one that would take me in without that rag on my face. And I won. We had a beautiful evening, by the way. Had a better place than all these uh, people. I was going to say some ugly word there, but I caught myself. Go ahead, Steph. No, you're exactly right. Look, I'm still not flying on Alaska Airlines after I got kicked off. So I'm with you. I'm completely with you. But, you know, when I I used to think because they would put all the beautiful, like everything is natural and, you know, we get rid of the chemicals out of our food and everything. So you think of Panera as a better option, right? But in fact, it, it rated as one of the highest in, in glyphosate. And so literally, even the foods that we think are better for us when we're trying to make a good effort are destroying our gut um, microbiome. What and is so glyphosate? People, it doesn't sound good. What is it, please? So glyphosate is a is a chemical that is used on our crops in order and in, in, in order to basically um, co- they call it like a burn almost. So traditionally in farming, you would have a physical burn where you would burn um, with fire different things um, to to get rid of stuff. Instead, they kill off all the weeds with um, glyphosate. So it's basically a chemical burn to your plants in order to clear fields and whatnot. So it gets your food to production sooner. The problem is, is this a couple problems actually with this um, particular chemical is that it um, mimics an amino acid called glycine. And so your body gets it confused. It takes it up to your brain to try to use it and then actually inflames your brain. So you don't actually need to have, you know, a, a gluten allergy per se, or a wheat allergy per se, you're still impacted by it, not as an allergen, but as a confusion to your body. And then the other portion of that is it is an antimicrobial. So what that means is it's going to kill different microbes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what is in your gut? Your gut has a lot of good bacteria. It has bad bacteria. This doesn't distinguish between good and gut, um, bad gut bacteria. So it just destroys your gut. What happens wow. then? Well, there's a huge gut brain connection. And so 80% of your serotonin is actually produced in your, in your gut. Mm-hmm. So we wonder why people are going off the rails you know, our food supply is making them go off the rails. And, you know, and glyphosate is one small part of the picture, but essentially 75% of our foods are contaminated with this stuff. So when we're eating out at restaurants, uh, Steph, I mean, and uh, well, do you eat out at restaurants, may I ask? I do. I mean, I try to, I definitely try to limit it, but right, we also right. have to live life. I'm not about perfection. I'm about right. living better. Well, that's and my point. How do we, how do we wrestle this? I mean, and be, keep it real and don't end up with, I mean, you're so right when you talk about your gut. And of course I use my gut all the time to make decisions because God usually talks to me through my gut. I call it a God decision. It's a gut decision. You know how that goes, right? And um, yeah. I don't want to see yeah. it corrupted, but how, how do we do this when we eat out or with family or friends without being lunatics? Uh, well, let me be clear that this isn't just a problem at restaurants. This is a problem within your grocery store aisles okay. down to your ground beef. I mean, it, it's a, it's a pretty serious issue, which I can get it more into later. 
you know, I think that you really have to be at the point where you say, I choose my toxins and this is how I detox. And every single one of us should be supporting our body and in some way every day in detoxing. And what that means, you know, for example, um, we take in about a credit card's worth of plastic a week um, because of the amount of uh, plastic that is in our beverages, in our foods mm-hmm. and everything else. And so we have to know um, where these are coming from, how to get them out, and when we're choosing, right? So we can make better decisions. And and what I mean by that is if I'm going to have water from a plastic bottle, I get volcanic water because there's high silica content in there. That high silica content actually binds to aluminum, helps to carry it out of your system. So at least there is some benefit to me. And I'm not just taking on extra plastics that are then disrupting my hormones. So you, 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 there's, there's kind of decisions, risk, benefit kind of decisions that that yeah, you risk can benefit, make, like right? everything in life, right, Steph? I mean, risk benefit. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You're um, not going to see me drinking out of aluminum. You know, I, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. But you can make decisions. But there's a yeah. lot of toxins that people are just unaware of. Yeah, down no. to your ground beef. Yeah, yeah. I love this topic. And in fact, you know, let's follow up later on this too. I want to get Dr. Steve right now in this talk here. But let me just say this to you, Steph. I, I want to have um, this Zen Honeycutt on with you on a broadcast ahead. I'm really intrigued by this topic, but frankly, personally, you know, myself. And I'd love yeah. to have you both on to talk a little more about it. And frankly, I'd like to help Zen out. Uh, when you said she had the passion to set this all right, she's obviously got some plans. And of course, she started Moms Across America. I think she's a she sounds like a fighter. I'd like to talk to her ahead, you know? Oh my gosh, you'll love her. Seriously. Yeah, I think so. Great. I have a gut. This, well, back to what I said a moment ago. I have a gut feeling. <laughs> <Steph. Yes. laughs> a yes. gut feeling. Well, let me get Dr. Steve Latula in on it. Uh, Steve, uh, what do you say as a medical doctor yourself? What do you say about all this, please? Um, I'm frankly very disgusted at all of the ways that they are really intentionally trying to destroy the food chain. Our, yeah. All yeah. of our food is is contaminated, uh, not just the glyco- uh, glyphosates, which is basically an herbicide. But, you know, we've got the problem with APL, Bill Gates trying to put this coating on all fruits and vegetables, even in the health food stores. You know, the, the ones that you would think are going to be the purest, they are not. There is contamination in them. And then we've uh, confronted with messenger RNA vaccines in cattle and swine. They're talking about putting it in everything they're trying. They're doing research now to so that people can actually grow their own vaccines in their gardens if they can get it into uh, the chloroplast uh, of cells to grow it. And then we got GMOs, we got processed foods with all kinds of junk in it. And I think we just got to get back to saying, you know, it might be a good idea to start home gardening and raise your own food at home. I think that's the the only real safe way. Because even if you're going to purge the gut, I mean, you're still getting the contamination within the body. Some of it is going to get absorbed. Uh, How do you know how effective you are? You just don't. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, you know, th- this talk gets to the point, Steve, of quality of life. Quality of life is what we're talking about here. And, you know, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. I mean, we've got to, right, well, we've got to safeguard our health. And, and that's why I take such a personal interest, uh, frankly, at America Out Loud with the products and the things we talk about, trying to get people better. And I love the holistic field as well. And I love the naturopathic as- aspect of this uh, as well. Uh, but, you know, so, but our health, my my guess is 
that a lot of the health problems we're having out there, whatever they may be, a lot of this comes from the foods we eat. The, 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 I'm talking about the tradi traditional health problems. We can probably avoid a lot of that, uh, Dr. Steve Latour, don't you think, Ben? Oh, definitely so. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, when you when it comes to the issue of eating out, you've got to be very selective. I mean, when you go to these fast food chains, if I was thinking in terms of evil and I wanted to contaminate people, that's exactly the food that I would contaminate so that it would have mass effect. I tell my son that all the time. He's a fast food junkie. I don't do fast food. I hate it. I do not. I despise it. I don't go through windows. We call it window food, Steve. I always razz Yeah, him. that's a, that's a uh, good point. It's he's a college kid food. now. He always goes through window food. And of course, his mom is a fabulous chef and makes the best food ever. Like I like married to someone who's a brilliant person could whip up something like, I mean, embarrass anybody. And uh, you think he'd eat some of that. No, he wants to go to a window somewhere. Please come on, eat the real food. Well, you're not that garbage coming out of the window. Uh, Colonel Mike, when's the last time you went through a window to grab some food this morning? No, I, I don't, I don't touch fast food. <laughs> and if I got to ask you, brother. I got to ask you. <laughs> no. No, no, no. I'm pretty much an organic kind of guy. Talk to and me I'm on simple. this. What do you gather out of all this, buddy? Uh, well, let me tell you something. Uh, they were speaking about that uh, chemical. I can't pronounce it correctly. But, you know, at late night TV, you see Roundup. And they're always suing Roundup because it has that chemical in there. And then you go to Walmart and you see uh, Roundup is all over the shelves. Yeah. And you go to the hardware stores and you see Roundup everywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, people, you know, we have lazy people. They don't want to kill the weeds. You could kill them different ways. But. I love what you're saying. <laughs> we have lazy people that want to use this glyphosate rather than, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, but th these people, I mean, in my community, I see them spraying the stuff all over, and they're killing yeah. dandelions, which bees love, the flowers of dandelions, and you could cook dandelion and make it in a salad or cook it in a soup, and, uh, and they're just spraying the shit out of it, and you say to yourself, wait a minute, this is going into the water system. And then you tell them, have you ever turned on a TV? Have you ever turned Netflix off and turned a TV on and see that that causes cancer? You know, and they go... Walmart sells it. It must not sell. It oh must my not God. Oh you, my you know, you. I love having you on here. You are priceless every time. I so enjoy having you. <laughs> uh, just for the record, Mike, just for the record, I'm the guy who goes out and actually pulls the weeds, by the way. So I'm not lazy, brother. Okay. I do pull them well, out of the ground. Uh, I don't listen. use that crap. No, I, I love I love having dandelion in the weeds because the bees come out and all these uh, these other guys, <laughs> the pollinators come out. And, you know, let me let me tell you something. I'm old school. You could take that dandelion, clean it up, put it in a salad or make it in a chicken soup. And it's delicious. Oh, my golly. I'm impressed. All right. There's Colonel Mike. <laughs> I am impressed. Wow. Uh, I mean, you just learned something new. Colonel Mike takes dandelions out of the ground and puts them in the salad. I mean, come on. Where are you going to learn that from? I mean, that's brilliant. Oh man, I didn't know what he'd have to add to it, but he 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 did a great job. That was that was cool. That was good stuff. All right, friends, this is a great way to spend an hour. I have to tell you, on the Voice of a Nation Roundtable, tremendous thank you to my three dear friends here, uh, Doctor St Steve Latula, Colonel Mike, and uh, Doctor Stephanie Cox. And uh, man, I love all of you. You're terrific, uh, friends. Thank you for joining us on the mission here. I love you as well. Uh, be safe and be good. Thank you for joining me on the mission. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.